We are the Driveway Athletes. I'm Jack, joined tonight by Ed. And uh, we've got some things to cover today, Ed. we got a couple. Yeah, a couple <laughs> things to cover. Uh, if you're here for fantasy, we're not talking fantasy today. Um, we talked about it a little bit the last two times we recorded, where fantasy content at this time is... Um, it's really dry, so it's, it's tough over. to. It's it's mean, over. We can the off season. Yeah, we can break down the last season, but it's dry. We're not going to beat people over the head with that information. It just gets dialed back. Yeah, so. I'm not. I'm not. Well, I'll ask you. Like some people do play like a playoff fantasy. Um, I know you did. Where Where do you stand on that? I'm at, I'm out. Okay. I'm probably going to finish like four. Um, but the people who are left, like I have, I'm down like from first place, like a hundred points and I have, uh, the Rams defense left. Mm. (laughs) So like the people who have Stafford and, and Burrow and Chase and the guys still alive, um, they're, they're, they're who's winning. Well, let me ask you, did just I'm curious, like what pick did Cooper Cup go? Oh, he went in the first round. Okay, I mean, I would hope, right? It's a you four. Know, like, yeah, it was a four. I, let me. I can pull it up, but it was a 14 team draft. Um, I will find out. All right. I don't want to speak out of turn here. Um. Like I'm wondering, wondering if he went like in the first five picks. No, he didn't go in the first five. Okay. Cup went uh, about pick ten. Okay. So remember, in the first like so, it playoffs is different. So out of the first five picks, there was only one non-quarterback. Okay, that makes sense. Yep. Right. You had Mahomes, yeah. Rogers, Allen, Brady. Those everybody who picked. I had fourth pick or third pick. I took Allen. Everybody who made those picks expected to be picking a quarterback who was going to be alive in this game. Sure. Yeah, that makes. Yeah, makes perfect sense. So yeah, like, I don't. Yeah, I don't Adams and Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Not many. Not many. It's just different. It's all you know, like you're not setting a a roster, you just draft and then it's over. Um, like a best ball tournament. Right? Yeah, and there's yeah, and there's different ways. Like I like the way I do like a hockey um playoff fantasy uh it's not really a draft, but like hockey playoff fantasy where it's almost like draft kings or something like that. Like you have to pick one player from every playoff team. So you might have some repeat players, but you have to have 10 forwards, four defensemen, and two goalies. So everybody Got builds it. differently. I like that a little bit more. Um, I, maybe because there's games every day of the week, so you see the, the position shuffle more. Uh-huh. So it's a little more a little more interesting. But again, like that's you're talking about like, I think there were 41 people in that last year at like 10... 10 bucks a piece the pot comes out to be close to the same you know like versus 14 people at that $20 you know so uh-huh. um just a different you know different way to be interesting it's not sure. gambling you know 
Um, so that being said, uh, I, I just there are things that like we'll talk about fantasy wise. It's just going to be less and less until maybe you know there will be a little bit of like post NFL draft things like that. But I, I'll tell you what, Ed, we had another good weekend of football. Absolutely. I mean, it was. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like, listen, for Cincinnati to come from, I think they were losing, what, like 21 to 3 at halftime, I believe? Yeah, and it really should have been, like, uh, yeah, another right. score. Sure. Like, either a field goal like or, field yeah. Goal. Yeah, it should have been 24 to 3. Um, and. Sure enough, Cincinnati came back. I never, I just never, I never saw that. I, I, I expected Kansas City to just keep rolling them out and go to the Super Bowl. Um, and listen, he's a Hall of Fame coach, probably one of the best coaches ever, but. He he's like snake bit in the, in that uh, championship, at like the the AFC or NFC championship game. Like he kind of struck again a, a bit. I I was going to ask you um, because Andy was here for a long time, um, uh-huh. and I was going to ask you because I saw a lot of posts about oh oh Reed did his typical choke job. You know, like did this bring back bad memories as an Eagles fan? And I've I've gone back and forth with that word choke. Mm-hmm. Um, in in total, in total. Now that team went to the Super Bowl last year, and they won the Super Bowl. What the year before? The year before, yeah. I mean, is it fair to say he can't coach the big game? Not. I, I would say it's totally fair. I mean, listen, he didn't throw the interception at, in in overtime, right? Like. Um, I got I got to admit, like, all right, he gambled. They gamble at the end of the half, but again, like, he didn't throw this like out pattern route to where like he put the running back in a bad position. Like, I mean, that ball should have went into the end zone, and if it drops you kick a field goal, you know, like kind of a poor decision on Mahomes' part right there. Like, okay, well, you, I guess the argument could be like, well, take it out of Mahomes' hands, just get the fine. But I don't know. I think there were some mistakes on, on, on the team's part there. Yeah. The player's part, I guess. I just think sometimes we get, we, we want to find a certain narrative Right, like, uh-huh. and we want to we want to point instead of saying like someone just had a good game or momentum swung, we want to put the onus on the team that lost. I guess, you know, like, I I don't know, you know, like, yeah, Mahomes could have made some better decisions. Sometimes things just don't break your way, you know, like that that end of the first half play. I, I'm with you. Um, should have gone into the dirt or into the end zone. That's it. You know, um, that being said, like, 
it's not like he found himself out of timeouts, you know, coming down the field and they just ran out of time. Like, that would be a typical Andy Reid. You know, when I think of an Andy Reid collapse, that's what I would think of. You know, there's 45 seconds left and we're out of timeouts. Um, It hasn't been that way. So, like, Kansas City should have won the game. I'm not going to argue that they shouldn't. But, you know, hats off to Cincinnati. Yeah, you know, and, for and, sure. And Joe Barrow. Look, the guy's been winning. Seriously. I you mean, know, like, what can what can you say? He's what, a winner. Yeah. He's a winner, you know. It's funny, like, the end of the game was coming out, and I guess they had, like, a pick, the, a, a shot of him on the sideline. And and uh, and Jules is like, oh, wow, that's, that's a handsome player. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Apparently you and everybody else in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was just like, I guess that will get you to stop and and watch. Um, Then you go to the, the NFC and that, that's a great game too. You know, like for as boring as San Francisco could be at times, it was an entertaining game. Yeah. Um, You know, once, once the Rams came back, I, I just – I personally didn't see, like, San Francisco. Or I would say, like, I don't see Garoppolo being able to to bring a team back. Like, they're not a high-point offense, right? Like, they're right. not put, put points in up in a hurry. They're a methodical dink-dunk, get a yep. big play. You know, like, one big play for every, like, six over the middle. You know, like, his – I've been hard on players like Garoppolo and Goff, and I think that I try to caveat it with I think that they're NFL quarterbacks. I don't think that like they don't deserve to be in the league. But the average depth of his passes is so low, and, he, and it requires a Debo or Kittle to make a big play themselves. The quarterback isn't hitting him other than yeah. the one out of every 15 passes, you know, right. isn't hitting them downfield on, on a seam or something like that. That being, that being said, I think, I think Garoppolo is going to end up in Pittsburgh. Um, that team, well, they need to they need to do better. I I think I I don't know. Like, it's a playoff team this year yeah. with Ben, who was done. Yeah, I know, but I I, I see the same kind of result. I guess is like slightly improved, slightly improved, but same kind of result that San Fran had this year or same kind of result as Pittsburgh had. No, I'm like saying the same type of result. Like if you're either down or tied and trying to score, you can't, you can't. Yeah. That's what I say. Like he, I don't know if he has a, he doesn't have a a, a big enough arm or, or, or what it is, but I just don't see him like leading the charge, so to speak. I don't think his arm is weak. I just think he's averse to risk. Even though that, like, sometimes he makes a play that you're just like, "What are you thinking?" Right. I I don't think overall he wants to throw it into a tight window. I just think sometimes he makes a really poor decision. And of course, you know, like, all right, he throws that interception at the end, but 
of course, like Aaron Donald's all like all over him, you know, like just an all-world player. Aaron yeah, Donald, I mean that know. guy is just yeah, he's he's just a dominant force. Yeah, I mean, like he's remember like when we were in our early twenties or late teens, like Warren Sapp, you know, like. Aaron Donald is probably a better player than Warren Sapp. But, like, Warren Sapp was, like, this defensive tackle that you had to scheme for. You know, like, um, just a special player that you don't usually see on the – like, usually it's the ends that get the – you know, that's the glamour defensive line position, Uh not the tackle. So when you have a game changer at tackle, it just changes everything. Totally. Getting pressure straight up the middle. It's tough tough to play against. So I, I feel like I'm I, I'm I've always liked Stafford, so I'm I'm glad he's getting a chance. Uh, and you know he's got great. I mean, just Cup has been he's been awesome the whole year. So we'll see. Like I I, I see the Rams win in the Super Bowl, but. Unfortunately, we can't count out the the uh, the Bengals here. You think the Bengals have like a 2018 Eagles feel to them? Yes, completely agree with you. Yep, no doubt. Like they're just not yeah. supposed to do it in every game; they just do it. Yes. <laughs> I yeah, totally. You know, I just sometimes teams are teams of destiny. And look, I have nothing against the Rams. I'd love to see Stafford win. I think that they're going to be the favorite pretty heavy, um, when, even at game time when everybody's put their bets in. And, you know, McVay's the best coach to ever touch a clipboard. Um, but I don't know. It's just fun to see the underdog win, you know? like yeah. That's the only thing I don't really care about the Rams is, is the whole McVay thing. Like, like you said, it's just, yeah, he's the greatest coach that's ever been on an, an NFL football field. You know, like, he's like Vince Lombardi reincarnate. You know, like, I, so, yeah, whatever, you know. <laughs> I mean, he's obviously been a very good coach, but I don't think any coach can be as great as they make McVay out to be. Right, yeah. and that's not saying he's not great himself. It's just there comes a point where no one can live up to the adjectives, no matter how good you are. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it's interesting because a lot of times Super Bowls can be dud games, and this has the makings that it could be. It also could be one of the greatest. You know, <laughs> like it can be anything. You know, yeah, like I, I don't know what to think. I, I I haven't checked the line to see like I'm sure the Rams were favored. I mean, oh, I'm sure they're favored by at least six. Uh, yeah, I yeah. mean they're they're playing at home. You know, like I kind of, that that's another thing I don't like. I mean, it's it's very random, but two years in a row now. Yeah, that uh, a team is playing in their home stadium, so. Yeah, it's supposed to kind of be like a neutral field, and they don't know, you know, like you're picking yeah. one out of 32 stadiums, but right. the whole idea is that it's um, supposed to be a neutral field. Right, and it, it, it's 
generally speaking, I guess like a Super Bowl is. I, I mean, it's probably a hard ticket to come by. Or an uh, expensive ticket for sure. Yeah, I think it's going to cost you for like the last seat in the house, like forty five hundred bucks. Yeah. So. Um. The Sixers. So they're on right now. Um, the last when I walked away from the TV, I don't know if you're you have it on where you're sitting. I'm in a different room, but they. Were I do. Or. When I walked away. Yeah. Is that still the where what, well, what the it's scores? a commercial now? So I think they're up. But uh, Rams are minus four and a half. Okay, it's not seems about right. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it, it probably started. We'll see where where it gets to be game time. Yeah, this line's move. But go on, they're at commercial. Yeah, so they're playing Washington tonight. You know, before the game, we had talked. Well, there was a bit of a report that and you don't know what to trust. So we got this whole Ben Simmons saga happening and um, a report came out that, you know, maybe he could be traded for Bradley Beal. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't say it. So. We'll see, because earlier in the season, he seemed to be very resistant to getting moved. He wanted yeah. to stay in Washington. Apparently, he's becoming more open to that idea. We're about eight days from the deadline. We'll see. We'll see. I don't see him getting moved to Philadelphia. Um, I just, two teams that close to each other, it just doesn't usually happen. You know, um... Usually you need a third team involved. And again, I think that it's tough to parse out what is just kind of bullshit. Yeah, I mean, GMs put out stories to, to you know, raise their assets, you know? like Well, they want, the report is, is that Washington asked for multiple firsts, Ben Simmons, and Maxie. That's ridiculous. Yeah, no. Um, no. Uh, now, Maxi, he's having a really good sophomore season, for sure. I mean, he's having a really good game this game. Um, it's I not a lot of people right off the ball. Like it's he, he's he's a he's developing really really into a good player. Um, yeah, I think uh, Sam Cassell um, being here is good for his development. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if he gets to a... I think he'll just be... I don't know if he'll get to, like, an, ever get to, like, an all-star status or... But he, he'll he be a nice player. Yeah, I just... Ben is an all-star, right? Like, and I think that you're kind of getting raked over the coals because he's, you know, having his moments. Right. Um, my my point is is that Ben and multiple first should get you Beal. You yeah, know, really. like, totally. I don't think you should have to throw in another player, but I also don't think that you should again like make 
the good, the enemy, you know, like, what is it? The great, the enemy, the good, like at some point you need someone who's going to play. And if you've got to give up a thigh bowl or something like that, Bradley B is a shot creator. You know, he can create his own shots and he can make his own shots. Yeah. Um, you know, like at a, you know, at an all-star level, it's a difference maker. I think that they theoretically could end up with Beal and still get Harden in the off season. Yeah. Um, and if that's the case, wow, that's a pretty good three. <laughs> I'd say. Right? And then if you still have Curry, your shooting is incredible. Like, he'd be coming off the bench, Seth. Yeah, and I, I would like to see, like, even if they just get Beal, like, then then you have Maxi coming off the bench. Like, that, that puts them over. The, listen, they're like a game back, and they're without... Simmons. So getting like a Beal type player just puts them over the top. I think they would be the favorites. We'll see. We got about a week, I think, right? The 10th. Eight, eight days. Well, yeah. seven days because it's now, you know, it's, yeah. we're late into the second. So we've got about, you know, seven and a quarter days. My um, money is on nothing happening. That would like, be I well. Bet. I should say my money's on Ben not getting traded. No, I, I, they might make a like a different move. I doubt they're even going to move Harris, but they may make a different kind of move just to get another body. You know, like <laughs> so they don't have to bring you know, and not that he's been bad, but so they can get someone a little bit better than Charlie Brown. Local guy, he's been okay, but on a championship team, he's probably a, you know, he'll be in Delaware. Yeah, yep. You know, no, no offense to, to Charlie Brown. but No, no. Um, So, we'll see. I mean, they've been playing really well as a team. Uh, it was a big win against Memphis the other night. Um, We'll see how, we, you know, going into the All-Star break, how they look. Mm-hmm. And then what it looks like coming out, you know, I think the smart money would say Ben doesn't get moved. Um, and every time he opens his mouth or as people do it, he just looks worse. They'd be better off saying nothing. Yeah, I mean, he's getting like killed nationally, like Shaq destroyed him, you know. <laughs> I mean, if he just would have... You know, had his temper tantrum about he doesn't think that the, the um, team supported him. Showed up. You know, did what he had to do. Nobody would really be... It, it would be so much less. But the fact is, is like, it high, this magnifies the deficiencies. Uh-huh. You know... Yeah, he got ripped by Shaq. I'm sure Charles didn't have nice things to say either. Um, and especially when your team is succeeding without you. Yeah, I mean, I read a, a bit of a story. Kind of, he's he he's essentially like playing like pickup games in in high school gyms to, as a workout. 
Yeah, that's not like working with a shooting coach, not like hiring some like a professional. He's playing at the, you know, the local LA Fitness. Or he's playing at like maternity BVM or something. (laughs) He's playing in a CYO league? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I mean, we'll see how this saga plays out. Um, but it, I, I think he's going to be here through the year and then they're going to end up, you know, orchestrating a sign and trade or, um, something. Yep. it's exactly what I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. So we'll see, uh, right now all we can do is say like, look, they're half out of half game out of first place, which is about exactly where they were last year. He's going to lose $32 million. You know, what What else is there to say? Um, on another note, the last time we recorded, the Flyers had reached a career, or a career, a franchise-setting record of 13 losses in a row. Um, yeah, now, now, they're, now they're on a winning streak, two games in a row. Two games in a row, buy those Stanley Cup tickets, buy those Stanley Cup tickets, Um I think that this is going to be a hallmark of a Philadelphia Flyers thing to do, which is at some point in the net after the All-Star break, they're going to put together, it might not be from these two games, but they're going to put together a 10-game winning streak and then put themselves into a bad draft spot and fool themselves into thinking we're not that bad. That is a Philadelphia Flyers thing to do. So what I was saying was, maybe not right after this, um, these two games, but at some point after the All-Star break, they'll put together like an 8 out of 10 uh, uh, wins or a 10-game winning streak, push themselves out of like a top 5 draft pick, say we're not that bad, and continue on this delusion that they can just rebuild on the fly. Correct. That is a Nailed Flyers it. move. Yep. You know, they'll We've get Hayes back. Before. They'll get Hayes back. They'll get Farabee back. They'll finish, like, six points out of, like, the last playoff spot. And then they'll fool themselves into thinking they're they're so close. Yeah, we, we you, you've seen this, this story before. Oh, especially over the last ten years. Yeah. It's just... Get the top five pick. Stop playing around. You still need high-end talent. You know, stop playing games. I'm not saying they have to go out purposefully lose, but... They're not trade good. A, yeah. Be sellers. Trade at the trade deadline. Give give players up. Get some extra picks. Get Drew what he deserves. You know. Yeah, like... he, he deserves a, a chance and get a first-round pick for him. There's going to be buyers. He's probably going to be the best player on the move. Yep. So, I mean, that's really kind of long and short about the Flyers that I have to say is stop with this, like, fooling yourself about being contenders. I'm not saying they have to go into a five-year or eight-year rebuild. We just did, we just kind of threw away a decade. I don't want to throw away another five But they have to get high-end talent. They do. Um, 
and all we can do at this point is, you know, if if Ron Hextall wins a championship in Pittsburgh, I might bomb that city. <laughs> I, I if they win a Stanley Cup, uh, you should bar yourself from watching a the Flyers for an entire season. I have to. I have yeah. to. Um, so uh, kind of the last topic we had um, heading into this week was we're doing a Marvel movie rewatch in in um, storyline order, not in the release date. So we, we watched uh, Captain America the First Avenger. Mm-hmm. And the next one in the timeline would be Captain Marvel. Correct. So Captain Marvel takes place, I believe, like... It's the 90s. It's 90s. Yeah, yeah, the 90s. As, as the soundtrack would, would show you. Yeah, which this movie had a really good soundtrack, actually. So probably a little second, Nirvana. In probably it. second to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, Guardians definitely has, to me, the best soundtrack. Um, this one, you know, nostalgic for us because it has 90s music. You know, you get Nirvana, the little No Doubt was in there. Um, so, I admittedly, like, I wasn't really a big fan of this movie. Um, and At its release. At its release, right. And I, I didn't really watch it in full, like, from start to beginning. like Start, all start to finish. Yeah. Start, start to finish. To, start to beginning. <laughs> start to finish, yeah. Start, to finish. <laughs> start um, done. Yeah. So, so, for this rewatch, I did. And... I gotta admit, like, I it started off not great to me, but it finished strong. Um, uh, you know, you have classic characters like Nick Fury in this, um, who, who's I, I think is a fantastic character. You know, Samuel L. Jackson plays him great. Um, so, like. Yeah, like the beginning slow, but end strong for me. I think you know, like Captain Marvel to me, and maybe not this storytelling of it, but like Captain Marvel to me is like you know not the most compelling character because it's Marvel's answer to Superman. Correct. Um, which I just don't find to be compel- compelling as a character. Um, that being said, uh, I find it difficult sometimes and it's crazy that they did such a good job with Guardians and with, um, uh, Infinity War and Endgame. It's very difficult to do like a very heavy, like space creature story. Mm -hmm. And I think the parts that I don't like are are that part so it's not the character herself 
Um, whereas like comic book wise, it would be the character. It's not the character herself. It's the world at which we're we're playing a little bit. Um, that being said, I think that I'm with you. Where like first watch wasn't really in love with it, but second watch, and I think both of us are in second watch post seeing Endgame. You know, um, I've, it felt a little different. It, it has some redeeming stories in there. Yeah, so kind of, you know, what happens is uh, Carol Danvers gets, basically she absorbs the energy of the Tesseract. Uh, or, yeah, the Tesseract, like, power. That's, that's kind of how she gets her powers. She's captured by this this race of aliens. Her her mind is like basically washed. She doesn't know where she comes from. She figures out throughout this story and is you know basically her powers are being held back from her for for as long as she knows. Um she discovers this alien war going on and sides with the shape-shifting the uh the scrolls um and you from this movie like kind of you can see how it sets up like the avengers and infinity war and end game and and those stories what i do like about this is the audience goes along with Carol Danvers. So we're led to believe that the shapeshifters are kind of bad guys, right? Yeah. Just as just as Captain Marvel does. And then the reveal happens and we are we are in like so we're not seeing it and we're like why can't she notice that they're the they're the good guy? Like we're going through the same journey. I do enjoy I enjoy a story told either way, but I do really enjoy when we're learning it as the character does. You know, like, I feel like it is a good, it was a good reveal. It didn't feel like it wasn't hitting you over the head. You know, it wasn't some really bad M. Night Shyamalan plot twist. You know, we're like, what would the M. Night Shyamalan plot twist be? That they're really, (laughs) that they're really people or something, you know, like, um, so uh or their worms or something stupid um it wasn't <laughs> like that it, i i like when we're coming along we're not like ultra naive as the audience we're like we're being deliberately misled i don't like that either um that's why i had some issues with mayor of east town's ending but i feel like we we feel like we we weren't deliberately misled we were going down the same journey as the main character Right, and I also like part of the story is um, kind of through like the the Marvel universe is also like the 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 journey of the Tesseract too. Like, all right, it because it's in it's in Captain America, right? Like you see the Red Skull, he finds it. By the end, it's it's in the ocean. Um, Stark finds it. It's in now. It's in or Stark's father, I should say, helps find it. Now it's with. Now it's in this movie. Um, so you start to see this journey, and then 
then the next time you see it, which I believe the Avengers came, yeah, the Avengers definitely came out before Captain Marvel. So yes. like you you see this journey of this um, Infinity Stone basically, and the Infinity Stone giving multiple characters their power. So it gives Captain Marvel. Carol Danvers, her powers. It gives. Um, uh, I'm blanking. She just had a series uh, on Disney Plus. Um, Scarlet Witch. Yes, gives her her powers, right? Like, and her brother her powers. So, and 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 it's and it's an Infinity Stone. So it's a major plot point in, you know, Thanos his gauntlet, all that, all that kind of stuff. It's also a major plot point in the Avengers movie. Cause Loki comes to get it. Um, you know, you have Ronan who's also in the Avengers. He's basically sending Loki back. Cause at the end of, um, at the end of Captain Marvel, he's basically saying like, no, we'll be back to get this. Well, it's, now, it's um it's also th- uh, through guardians so right um because ronin is in Gar- is in guardians yeah but we'll yep. we'll get to all of those those movies in in time i do think that what you're hitting on is out of all the infinity stones that's the one we spend the most time with in this for part of the story yes right like um it's in almost all of them to some degree so um and and basically became becomes a character itself. Yeah, that absolutely. That's that's kind of what I like about this particular movie. Like you see the journey. Like it's the Tesseract is in the first two movies of this and in chronological order. So yeah. you start to see its journey. Um which I think is pretty cool. Like he obviously other movies were released before these. So they were able to craft the story around it. Um, But I thought, thought that was a pretty uh, cool part of the, the whole, this whole story. I will say that like, I agree with you. Like the Captain Marvel is, the answer to Superman, which oh no, in lore that's exactly what it was. Like if you go yeah. back in in history, like the, it's like I don't want to get too far in um, to the comic book side, but like basically, like Shazam exists because it was Marvel Superman, which was basically Captain Marvel. They had to give that to DC, and then eventually Stan Lee was just like, I'm going to make this anyway, you know, like, and then DC gave it up, you know, like gave up Uh. continuing the fight. Like literally Captain Marvel is Marvel's Superman. Uh But go on. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's a bit of what I don't like about it, but I will say, well, just, just because the, the, the powers that, she has like she's like unmatched i believe she's like one of the most powerful beings in all the marvel comic universe um 
but obviously the story is is way different between the two you know correct yeah i mean she's off like you don't i don't think you see her again till uh infinity wars you don't even see her in infinity war you just see in the post credit scene you just see nick fury calling her which is which they set up in this movie is the whole pager thing you know which i thought was pretty cool also so i mean better than captain america um first avenger um so right we're watching these in chronological order some it's been some time since we watched them um so clearly in terms of quality of story it's better i think that they also just got better at doing these you know as it went on mm-hmm. um you know it's is it in the top three no but is it in the bottom three probably not either you know we'll see when we get through it you know as far as where it falls but um an enjoyable watch um made better through the soundtrack um you know like i think my first watch i was a little annoyed because she always had the witty comeback or the perfect thing to say and um but it was more forgivable on the second watch you know um yeah and like I said, like... I, Maybe I, I was think, being too nitpicky the first time, you know? Yeah, like, definitely Nick Fury helps carry this, too. Like, you know, you find out how he actually, like, lost his eye, why he has the patch. Um, <laughs> the cat scratches him in the eye. <laughs> the alien cat. Um <laughs> The other thing that I thought was cool, like where you see set up like way, 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 way later is um, Maria Rambo. Um, yes. Yes. So like you see the little girl in it. She she is. She becomes a character in. Um, why am I blanking on it? Disney Plus series. The damn. So the Disney Plus <laughs> um, Marvel series are uh, WandaVision. Yes, she's in WandaVision. Yeah, so the she's... daughter, of, yeah, daughter of Maria Rambo is in WandaVision. So, um, so you see that like years and years later that that becomes <laughs> a plot point. In this whole universe. <clears throat> what would be our next watch then? Um, Iron Man, right? Iron Man, yeah. Uh, Iron Man 1. Yep. Um, which... Actually, that movie kind of kicked off the whole MCU. I know that... I believe the Hulk the Ed Norton Hulk, like they want to say that's like part of it, but I don't really think it is. Um, Well, that would be after Iron Man. Yeah, you're right. So I'm not sure that like, we'd have to look to see if that's officially part of it, but 
um, yes, Iron, Iron Man would be next. And that kicked off the whole entire series. I believe it came out in like 2008. Sound, sounds like it's not that long ago. <laughs> it is. But it's 14 years ago. Yeah. Um, classic character. They couldn't have gotten a better person to play Iron Man or Tony Stark and Robert Downey Jr. <clears throat> yeah, it just works. You know. It, it, yeah, it's, you know, the the technology was there to actually make this movie, you know. I know, I know. Like the X Men came out before it, um, but this this Iron Man, like, really, like, I feel like is is set apart from many superhero movies that that came before or around the same time. I think that the only. <coughs> um... There are a lot of bad, you know. There there were a lot of bad superhero like that genre. Um, mm-hmm. I will especially like around oh eight because that's like what around like when the when they did the Amazing Spider Man and mm-hmm. Spider Man three, right? <laughs> which which were like, you know, for the you know like, <clears throat> so basically you had like the Dark Knight. Um, and Batman Begins, which were very good. Um, DC, so very different. But then you had, like, you just had a lot of misses. And an Iron Man, for being Iron Man, <clears throat> brought seriousness back to that, like, to the Marvel world, maybe. Yeah. I, that, yeah, completely agree. So, yeah, that will be our next movie to to rewatch to review a bit okay um <clears throat> sorry i had a little bit of a wrong pipe issue here <laughs> sounds great for the listener yeah um i think that that's all i had for today yeah um we covered a lot covered a lot of ground um we'll be back uh i doubt you know for Tomorrow's show, we won't have watched Iron Man 1. Um, so we'll be back to, you know, I guess talk about this, the end of this Sixers game and um, maybe a short topic on fantasy and, and uh, you know. Yeah, we'll come up with something for you. Okay. All right. Till next time. Later.